1: Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
0: Mahomes has the time, delivers, perfectly downfield, touchdown! Patrick Mahomes with a rope! This one, and touchdown! This time going deep for Beckham Jr.
2: Hello everyone, welcome back to Road Overtime on Road of Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And once again, I am joined by Sean Siegel, one of the co-owners of Road of and my co-host here on the Road of Us Overtime podcast. Sean, it was a big week for the podcast last week as we hit 200 episodes. We had uh, a contest running over the last couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of people leaving us some very nice five-star reviews. Uh, and we do thank each and every one of the listeners for doing that. Much, much appreciated. Uh, as we now start to look forward, we're really starting to dive into the kind of getting ready for the actual fantasy season content. Uh, we're, we're obviously going through some of our rookie drafts, a number of those already in the books, and much stuff to talk about on today's show. So for a change, the listeners will know we talk a lot of super flex on the, the show. It is becoming, in my opinion, the go-to format in Dynasty. Um, but on today's show, we're going to take a little bit of a, a track back to uh, some of the one quarterback formats and how those rookie drafts are going Uh, we'll also be announcing the winners of the contest later in the show and looking about who could potentially be the rookie of the year from an offensive perspective in 2021 so lots to cover on today's show so sean uh, it's going to be a busy one so i think we'll we'll dive into it pretty quickly
1: we will And like you said it's it's a lot of fun uh, to be doing all of these drafts it's fun to start looking at our redraft rankings for 2021 And getting into a 1QB league here, uh, I went through on the site last week, talked about what the ADP is looking like for these formats. We have hundreds of leagues that are pulling into our Dynasty ADP tool. You can pick out the rookie drafts there. And column right off the top, the two guys vying for that number one slot are Najee Harris and Jamar Chase. Harris is the 101, he's the pretty clear 101, Chase the clear 2, Kyle Pitts the clear 3, which is interesting because not all of these leagues are going to be tight end premium. And then we have Etienne and Javante Williams, 4th and 5th. This is an interesting top 5, it's fairly well divided. None of those guys are really in much of a tie for those slots. It's clear the 1 through 5, but that doesn't mean that you're going to get those guys exactly in that order in every single draft and the first one QB draft that I did, the owner at the top did start out with Chase. I think this is the pretty clear-cut top pick. Uh, One of the coolest things we've had out on the site in a while, uh, Matt Spencer's machine learning wide receiver prospect model published yesterday. He's got these eight composite metrics within the model, each one of them built to kind of answer a specific question. So we have Age-adjusted production, we have advanced production, we have athleticism, strength of schedule, dynamism, looking at some things like peripheral touches and yards per reception. We have NFL draft position. Going through this, a really cool piece that he put together there, something that I think will help listeners, help readers really beat their drafts. And not just these rookie drafts, but as you're looking at what you want to do in redraft, how you're looking to build on some of these dynasties, not just for the next couple of months, but for the long term. Chase really comes out there as the superstar and he's someone I think that we want to get in as many leagues as possible. Really this generational talent. Now I I said, we're going to talk about one QB or you said that (laughs) that is what the show is about today. But Curtis Patrick and I are also involved in our FFPC rookie draft. That one is super flex. That one does push some of the guys down. We traded the one Oh nine and chase claypool so claypool someone huge upside perhaps some some red flags in there And with juju back maybe blocked a little bit more for 2021 than we had hoped we traded the 109 and claypool to move up to the 105 with chase still there selected him really excited about that pick we made a couple of other picks in the first round as well we'll talk about those in a minute but colin how are you looking at these top couple of spots here
2: I think uh, in the kind of week or two weeks since the draft, I think Harris is the the clear kind of, I guess we'll say, consensus number one pick. I think if we uh, look at the Rotoviz writers and the, you know, Rotoviz listeners, I think we'll have chase in that position. But you mentioned trading up to get him there. I really do like that move. We talked last week about some of the, the upside, obviously, of Harris, but also some of the. Kind of red flags. Maybe people aren't talking about as much with the the Pittsburgh Steelers offense and the offensive line and things like that. So we'll see what the situation develops there. I think Kyle Pitts, based on his landing spot, based on his expectation as prospect, I think is the right pick there. So it's becoming an interesting. Then when we have you know Javante Williams, we have uh, Etienne there going in their respective spots. You know, I think we could last year we did see it where we seen the the change of Taylor. Um, and and how that happened he went from the consensus 101 dropped down a spot and then at the end of the season obviously that has largely reversed so I think it's gonna be very interesting to see at the end of the 2021 season how these running backs filter versus where they are at this current moment in time but I think uh, for me I I would like to be getting Jamar Chase everywhere that I can based on them it's interesting too to see some of the landing spots and some of the draft capital behind somebody like Jalen Waddle who we talked about quite a bit early in the uh, pre-draft process and he was one of those players who was very very interesting but there was the red flags around then goes very high to miami and the and the consensus rankings kind of seventh overall and it's going to be interesting to see long term where some of these guys uh, do do end up and how this shuffles out it's from person to person, uh, I, I can see a lot of variance in some of these drafts that I'm participating in. I don't know if you're seeing similar, but I'm seeing qu- quite a large bit of variance um, between where some of these guys are going off the board. And particularly then, we're looking at the first round here, but when we start to look at the second round, you know, that second round, some of the guys are going at the start of the second round, some of the guys are going at the end of the second round in the next draft you're in. And that's part of the interesting thing when we're doing multiple of these rookie drafts, we're seeing where the players are, are falling across the board. Are you seeing as much as I am, kind of a, a a divergence in terms of where these players are landing and their rookie drafts?
1: I wouldn't say that I've seen a huge difference in these early drafts. Once you get into the middle of the second, we, we do start to see that split up a little bit more. You have a little bit wider range for some of these guys. You mentioned Waddle. He's an interesting player, someone who I do think will drop in some leagues. He dropped in that league uh, where Curtis and I are drafting, and he dropped in the league... It was my first one QB league. It it can be helpful to talk about specific leagues, decisions that you were forced to make or that you had a chance to make in the direction that you went with some of those. I'm in a league where I made a bunch of moves in the second half of last season to get a lot of picks in this draft. And sometimes a league in which you have a lot of picks will give you a sense of really where you're trying to go with a certain draft class. You have more picks, you have to make more decisions. I had the 104 ETN was there. I have him fairly high. I have him above Harris and a pretty good gap between ETN and Javante Williams. However, in this particular draft, I felt like I wanted to shake it up a little bit. I wanted to take a little bit more risk. This isn't a great team. And so doing some things to potentially uh, shift or have some ownership on some players that I won't have on a lot of the teams is something that I wanted to do. And so I made the decision to trade down a slot to the 105. Pick Javante Williams there. One of the things that allowed me to do is move up from 112 to 110 from 206 to 204 in the trade. A 2022 first round, a uh, second round pick for the 210. So get more picks there. One of the things that I was trying to accomplish was to get in position to get Rondell Moore at the end of that first round. Unfortunately, this was a draft where uh, participating in with Peter over that So when we played <laughs> his clip on the 200th show, uh, we know that strategy that he's going to go with there. He picked more at the 106, which I have more ranked early enough that I think that's justified. It is above ADP in terms of...
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. By saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Looking at where these guys are going, Moore, Elijah Moore, Marshall, those are the guys sort of fighting at the first, second round turn. It's a little bit more in that range. At the 110, though, Waddle did make it to that point. I selected him, even though he's got some red flags. Also had the 111 and took Elijah Moore there. He looks really good in terms of the advanced numbers. His athletic performance in the pro day was fantastic. He gets drafted uh, just early there in the second round to go with Zach Wilson. So I think some exciting elements now to his profile, even if maybe the upside is, say, wide receiver 7 or 8 long-term, maybe not wide receiver 3 or 4.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto
1: Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.
2: Hey, Rotoviz radio listener. This is Curtis Patrick from the Dynasty Command Center podcast, and I've got a special deal for you today. Go to rotoviz.com click the subscribe
1: button, put the 12 month subscription in your cart and use promo code RVRADIO2021. That's RVRADIO2021. And you're gonna save 10%. Taking advantage of this deal, getting your hands on what's included in the package is the best way to enhance your performance this year. So go to
0: rotoviz.com and subscribe now.
1: Moving then into that second round column, I think that we have some interesting choices in one QB leagues, uh, where do those QBs start to go, right? So a little bit surprisingly to me, Trevor Lawrence, he is this generational talent at QB, but is he going to be the fit within that offense that it really translates into fantasy? I can see him being a Matt Ryan type of player where the passing numbers are big. He's certainly not going to hurt you. There are going to be some years where maybe he is the wide receiver. I mean, the QB three, the QB four But is he going to separate with 27, 28, 30 point per game performances like some of the hybrid QBs? I'm not sure. We'll still have to see exactly what he can do. There's a risk with a rookie, even one at that talent level. And I think there's plenty of risk within that Jacksonville offense. And then what we see is that Justin Fields and Trey Lance are going in that 204, 205 range. So we have guys like Trey Sermon, Michael Carter coming off the board. Uh, lesser prospects perhaps, but fantastic landing spots for them. They were really the two risers at running back. And so then I had this interesting choice at the 204. I have Patrick Mahomes already, have Tom Brady. He's going to be retiring somewhat soon, but maybe has a couple of years. And so then you're forced with this decision of, okay, do I take one of these quarterbacks who, if Mahomes gets hurt, certainly the bye week, maybe you get some trade opportunities or do you take a lesser player, but a player who maybe is going to be more of a need with your particular roster? I went ahead and made the controversial choice, at least for Rotoviz writers, listeners, uh, users, to take Kadarius Tony here, who has a lot of red flags, but was a first-round draft pick, has some comparisons to Kortero Patterson, Percy Harvin, Curtis Samuel. I don't know that he's quite the same prospect of those latter two names but if he goes out and has a solid rookie season has some of these peripheral touches scores some touchdowns after being drafted in the first round i think there's some potential to be able to flip him in a way that a lot of these other prospects who come after this point really don't one of the things that we're seeing you kind of alluded to this with guys going in different spots really after about the 206 once tony is gone once fields and lance are gone, then the talent level really just drops off a cliff. You're looking at guys who are more or less even with players who you can get at the end of the third round. So, you know, trading down would be an option, but you want to be in that first half of the second round how would you go with Tony versus these quarterbacks?
2: It's going to be tricky with uh, just doing it, but you, you mentioned the thing there, like if we're looking at this particularly in, in one QB leagues, if we're looking at it in two QB leagues, obviously those quarterbacks are gone. But if we're looking at the comparisons, I think the upside and shooting for the upside sometimes, especially when we get into the this kind of second round range into the third round, there's going to be a lot of these picks, unfortunately, that aren't going to work out. So I think taking some of those higher upside shots is you know worth it at this particular spot Um, you know we're there's, if we're getting somebody who's going to have 10 ppr points a game it's probably not going to really do as much good in our starting lineups you know over the next two to three years but if we can get somebody with that upside who like you mentioned picks up some touchdowns early in the season maybe there is a chance to then flip him uh, quite early in his career going in the first round I think the Giants are going pretty much all in on. We're going to see what this offense can do this season, uh, particularly with the the quarterback situation with Daniel Jones. So, I think there there's every chance we see Tony make some splash plays early on here, and that that could work out well for you. When you're looking at the quarterbacks, um, like that, this is the difference in why I've moved away as much as I have from one quarterback leagues is that when you have quarterbacks and there is the option to get them the position is so devalued unless you're in like a 16 team league where everyone's going to have to have at least two quarterbacks you know for those bye weeks now if you're in 10 or 12 team leagues it's going to give you a situation where they are so devalued where if you can even patch somebody in who's going to get you 15 points one week uh, you know it might get you through so there's not as much value in going for them so if I was in the, the one quarterback situation it's a tough call depending on the roster like you mentioned I think you're certainly getting through this season with Brady and Mahomes. Um, if you're looking longer term, then uh, you know you might want to get that quarterback in there. But if it was uh, one quarterback, I think, Sean, I would be, I'd be really tempted to go the way that you went in this situation.
1: Then when we get to the end of the second round, we have some interesting choices. We have Hubbard, Jones, De'Ami Brown as sort of the 23, 24, 25 in terms of ADP. And those were the three guys that I was really looking at with my pick at the 211 i still kind of need that quarterback since i passed earlier in the second round hubbard someone now blocked obviously by christian McCaffrey. we're not expecting a ton from him early but we still really like him as a prospect and that panthers offense has the potential to be exciting even with sam darnold there and then you look at brown as someone who maybe he's the guy who should be going up there at the 204 Blair Andrews has written a lot of nice articles on him. I see Brown picked by some of the top guys in Dynasty, kind of the person they're really targeting towards the end of the second round here. And so it was a a tricky question for me, again, with this roster really needing all of those positions. I went with Hubbard. I know that he is one of your most owned players, but... Was that the right move? Brown did go in the next slot. So one of my other considerations is I also had the 303, the 304. I'm trying to figure out who's going to fall. Mac Jones, I thought, again, because the quarterback position and the devaluing, maybe he gets down there. Brown, it's a little bit below his ADP, but someone who, again, we're expecting a fairly wide range of where these guys go. Maybe he falls. That didn't happen. He was taken with the next pick. So taking Hubbard definitely had the cost of losing Brown at that spot.
2: For me, I mentioned this before we started recording. Uh, Hubbard just in every single league seems to be, you know, following me around. Just like you know, you have to pick me at this spot. The value, even with the landing spot, is too good. I find, and where he's dropping to in those leagues, I think probably about seventy five percent of the rookie drafts I've done so far, I've ended up with him on the roster, which wasn't my plan going in, but I still like the opportunity that he could have either as a kind of zero RB candidate where we do not want. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey get injured, but the the chance of that happening is there. And then there's, a, you know, maybe we'll play the long term game here and see what picks up. Mike Davis owners will uh, know exactly what I'm talking about uh, from that perspective. But you mentioned, you know, Eskridge and Brown. I think they're both very, very interesting. Both for the teams they've landed with, and just what they might give us as rookies, um, going in pretty good um, spots as well in terms of the draft capital. So both of those guys have ended up on on rosters. The other one that. Um, that's that's ended up there is at well has just just for a couple of leagues like you were hinting at there having you know maybe two pretty close third round picks together and that was the best option that I had remaining there but the the two guys that I do like um in this kind of range are Brown and Eskridge obviously we like Tylan Wallace coming into the draft the landing spot maybe isn't that great for him which is obviously dampened some of the expectations but um I, I really like Brown and Eskridge and their and their current positions
1: yeah and Eskridge actually went at the 203 in that draft so he was gone already when I selected Tony Brown I mentioned didn't fall the 301 Zach Wilson the 302 Amari Rogers Rogers a little bit of a controversial pick depends a lot on whether or not Aaron Rodgers stays there as the quarterback as to whether or not you want to take the flyer at that point then I mentioned I had the 303 the 304 Tylen Wallace really our guy he and Hubbard are the two players I have in almost every draft both pre-draft and now post-draft. Post-draft, their situations are worse, but their price also reflects that. So we continue to buy them on the way down. The 304, I took Ramondre Stevenson. He's someone I wasn't very high on when we had our rookie rankings summit a little over a week ago, but he's grown on me a little bit. Travis May has been talking him up a lot. Travis had his really cool article ranking the top 100 prospects in the 2021 class. Now post-draft looking at it for fantasy, including the IDP. So anybody who plays an IDP, make sure you go and check that out. He notes here that Stevenson, one of the reasons why Trey Sermon transferred to Ohio state, Stevenson had some great Juco numbers before he came in there to Oklahoma. We now get some news out of new England that He could put some pressure on Sonny Michel's roster spot. So there are some potential elements here where he could be really pressing uh, Damian Harris earlier than maybe a lot of us thought at the draft point. He's interesting. The guy who goes next at the 305 is JVN Hawkins. He's really, I think, our pick to be the next Philip Lindsay, the next Miles Gaskin, someone who should have been drafted. Wasn't drafted, but that's great for him. He gets to go to the Atlanta Falcons. And, you know, would we be surprised if someone who uh, comes out at the top of backfield dominator rating comes up at the top at breakaway rush score? If he comes out and takes a big chunk of that job right away, I don't think that we would. Showing that the round three, while round two is not deep and not particularly interesting, round three actually is still quite a bit of fun. Mac Jones did fall to me at the 308, so continuing to wait on him worked out. I got my quarterback. I didn't have to spend much. At the 310, then I had the interesting question. You mentioned Atwell. He's someone that Travis absolutely loves. He's been promoting him, you know, all through the early portion, of the winter, early spring, loves the draft situation here. One of the things that we saw with the Rams is that they really went out and tried to add athleticism to this wide receiving core that has some very good possession receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, but maybe he doesn't have the game-breaking ability Atwell with some speed, they're sort of late-round flyer, and Jacob Harris, probably the best athlete in the draft at any of, sort of the skill positions there. So they've added something. It's interesting when you get to the end of this third round, some of the choices here. You mentioned Atwell at the 310. It was between Atwell and Anthony Schwartz for me. One of the things in terms of looking at these late-round three types of options, and I'll have an article up on the site about this in the next – two or three days looking at how do we find the next Chase Claypool. And one of the things that we see when we pull up the freak score results, uh, Matt Spencer again had a a very nice article on this recently talking about how the guys at the very top and the very bottom we want to look at in terms of both underperforming and then overperforming. And if we're going to take a risk on people who weren't particularly productive in college, you know, someone like a DK Metcalf, who was disappointing, but then has blown up in a massive way. If we want to look at someone like a Chase Claypool, who disappointed in college until his final year, and really was one of those one-year wonder red flag guys in terms of having a lot of the production questions or red flags that we always talk about, and still then having that quick adjustment to the NFL, or at least a lot of splash plays early for the Pittsburgh Steelers, we see that they pop in terms of freak score. They have these amazing size athleticism profiles and you know you look at someone like a Tyreek Hill as well where he had sort of a checkered college experience uh, really beyond the field but then being able to do things at the NFL level that most players simply can't do so when we talk about people who are athletic all of these NFL players are so athletic even the guys who come out and at their pro days or in the past of the Combine but yet there are a small handful of players who are so athletic that even when you compare them to NFL stars, they're going to be at that next level. Now, that doesn't mean that they're all going to be good. And some of the pure track guys are just that. They remain pure track guys. But Schwartz, an interesting player there, you know, running in the 4-2s, Olympic speed, and still very, very young. Travis has the NFL draft age database out on the site this week. So if you're trying to find the young guys, you're trying to avoid the old guys, you can find all of that info in a quick one spot for you as you make these picks. One of the things that's interesting here is uh, Blair, his newest wrong read, looks at draft age. And one of the things that we talk about a lot, we're looking at sort of age and production. We're looking at early declare. We're looking at some of those things more than maybe just pure draft age, but it's still interesting to see just how productive the young players are compared to everybody else. And then if there are spots in the draft where that's undervalued. And one of the things that he found is that while NFL GMs have been pretty successful at hitting on and taking those very young guys early, there's still is a little bit of an exploitable opportunity to take these young guys late. So if we're looking at day three players, I'm looking at players who are young players who were incredibly athletic Schwartz, one of those guys with his spot in Cleveland. I think that, you know, both Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, you know they may have three four or five years left or they may be getting a little bit closer to the end with just the grind of injuries those players have experienced Baker Mayfield finally looked pretty good last year the Browns offense especially over the second half of the season they were putting up some big point totals so I think he's an interesting flyer late
2: yeah I think he's definitely interesting there's a lot of players you know that you know we're talking about lottery tickets or you know high upside plays there is quite a few of them and that kind of back half of the second round into the third round so it's been been interesting drafting those guys speaking of guys making big impacts this year Sean I think uh, you know we look at how they're going to affect us in fantasy football let's go to the the NFL for a moment in terms of who's going to be the standout rookie of the year now from an offensive perspective I think there's always two categories there's the quarterbacks and then there's the rest so I think it's you know we have a list here just Lawrence and, and Lance at the top I think we probably look at it one of them's likely to get it this season um, unless we see Fields come in for the Bears and do something special so I think we're looking at a situation where it's one of those two guys overall so I think we'll rule them out for this contest maybe uh, and we'll go with the, the rest the best of the rest maybe there's somebody outside of this and you can always play the field but we have Harris, Etienne, Chase, Smith, Pitts and Rondell Moore from that list is there somebody who you really think is going to stand out um obviously we both love Chase but there's a lot of wide receiver talent on that roster at the moment um who do you think might be the the standout and I'll 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 let you take the field if you want as well anyone outside of that list
1: well the interesting question here is this sort of contrast between Harris having what looks like will be an early massive workload for the pittsburgh Steelers, and he'll have that opportunity to put up the volume numbers that it could potentially take to be the rookie of the year in such a loaded class at the same time there'll be a lot of pressure on him there'll be questions with the blocking and that kind of thing can he be efficient enough to win rookie of the year awards you know is he going to be down in that 3.1 3.2 3.3 yards per carry if he puts up Big total numbers, but is getting stuffed in the backfield a lot, is struggling to run behind this offensive line. How do the voters look at that? By contrast, you have Travis Etienne, who may not even be the starter The Jaguars are arguing, that he's going to be sort of their third down or <sighs> space guy. That would seem absurd when they drafted him in the first round, except we know that they actually do have someone in James Robinson who is not just a good starter, but maybe even a borderline great starter. So, maybe he's held back. Maybe he can't do it as a result of that. I love these wide receivers i think that jamar chase is going to be the rookie of the year i think he's going to put up a 1200 yard season right away for the Bengals. i think they're going to have three 1000 yard wide receivers in that offense we'll see if that's enough for him Devonte smith someone who also comes out with fantastic numbers in matt's model someone i think you should be chasing at all of these points where in this particular season he's so inexpensive you're talking about a heisman trophy winner you're talking about someone who is the best of that quartet of alabama wide receivers and he goes into an offense where you know we have a lot of questions about jalen hurts what he's going to be able to do but the volume there should just be you know through the ceiling so i like him and then pitts we have this this discussion of you know are the falcons going to deal julio if it's the Calvin Ridley and Pitts sort of uh, tandem there in the dome with Matt Ryan, he's going to put up big numbers. And then kind of our sleeper that we've been talking about in that Cardinals offense. We love Rondell Moore, the defense focusing in on DeAndre Hopkins. You know, how many touchdowns does he score? You know, what kind of crazy yards per reception might he put up if they use him on some vertical routes as well. So I'm going to go ahead and take chase, but I think that those other three guys smith pitts Moore also could factor in there i think that we had the chance to see a big upset column who do you have
2: i'm gonna go and you kind of touched on it there is the offense in atlanta with matt ryan in the dome i'm gonna go with pitts because if we're looking at running backs you know there's a couple of them and competing with each other there's one tight end and if if he goes in and puts up a 10 touchdown season you know puts up some some nice yardage as well i think we could see him uh, really get into a spot where he looks really, really strong for it. So uh, I don't know how far back you'd have to go for the tight end to pick up the pick up the win, but I think uh, he's somebody with an outside shot there. When we look at Rookie of the Year, let's be honest, uh, very hard to see it not going to a quarterback if they can put up some decent numbers. And you mentioned three 1,000-yard receivers on the, the Bengals. Uh, Do we see uh, a little shout there for Joe Burrow for MVP if we can start to get that train train moving at that rate of speed? But uh, the Bengals offense should be something exciting to watch this season. We did have the contest for episode 200. I'm going to go through the winners now. We do have a couple of subs to give away, we have a a couple of draft guides. We have one overall winner who wins the three month sub and also gets themselves the uh, the appearance on an upcoming show. So they will win both of those. And then we have four separate prizes of the one month subscription. So two one month subscription, two Rotomiz draft guides, the way that's going to work is you can contact myself on Twitter at Overtime or you can email over at rotorwaysradio at gmail.com and the first come first serve get to pick if you want the guide or the one month sub so uh, let me know on those so the winners are at I am Alex FF dropped in a a pretty uh, amazing review over the last uh, couple of days on iTunes, uh, much much appreciated there, or iTunes isn't a thing anymore on Apple Podcasts, I guess we'll call it. We did have ones that come in over the entirety of the contest. So I am Alex FF is the overall winner, gets the three-month sub and gets the upcoming appearance on the podcast. So congratulations to him. Stray Dog 2 is the second winner. We also have at underscore the game script. We have assistant pig keeper and we have at frank underscore duffy. They are the four winners of the kind of second phase prizes i guess we'll call them so reach out as i mentioned to me on twitter or gmail.com. say if it's the draft guide or say if it's a one month sub you want we'll get that set up for you so congratulations to all the winners thanks to everyone who dropped those written and reviews over the last uh, couple of weeks it is much appreciated if you didn't drop us a written interview there's still time. Always drop us a rating and review. We're always appreciated of them. Send them our way. It is much, much appreciated. Um, as always, as well, you can get yourself a 10% discount to Rotoviz NFL Pass if you want to join in today. And all you have to do is add the code Radio 2021 at checkout or go to rotobiz.com forward slash podcast for additional information. That's going to do it for today's edition of the show. It's been a fun one. We're going to be back on Thursday with another one coming your way lots more to discuss and that's some interesting listener questions coming in for that I know Sean has a question for me about a a recent draft that he did and I have a question for him about a recent trade that I did so lots to cover on Thursday's show when we'll be back with another edition of the podcast so until we're back with that next show of course have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Roteviz Radio. Please rate and review the RoadVis Radio Podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at RhodevesRadio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Roto-Viz Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash podcast.
1: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.